1: There it is. Nice. And that's a real beer right there. When you hear those
2: sounds, you know it's ready for Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle here on the Block Strick has got his wine getting ready. We've, uh, we're getting our drinks poured over here from Kevin. we got uh, Nate in the studio. We have Mark in the studio. So uh, we're all excited for Thirsty Thursday
1: as usual. Kevin, how's your week been? So far, so good. It's, uh, you know, kind of hot. I did take a day off yesterday, which was nice, and hung out with my wife. And- oh, yeah. Spent the day outside, got a little bit too much sun, but that's all right.
2: Yeah, that's 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 a that's a better problem than uh, the cold, I think, in my mind at least. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Have you uh, have you caught up with the Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban stuff going uh, on through the day?
1: Peripherally, not yeah. not. I haven't done a deep dive into it yet, but I don't know. To me, it seems like uh, Saban is used to having the pick of the litter. And and now there's gonna be it's gonna be harder to do that. Yeah. And uh, so he's he's protecting his own. Jimbo is like, hey, you guys have had had the golden ticket for for a better part of two decades now. Now it's it's our turn, and we're gonna do it whatever way we can deem necessary. And uh, so I kind of see both sides of it. The uh, it is kind of unfortunate though the way that it's just become. It take it took a slimy business and made it really slimy mm-hmm. in my opinion. There's there was a lot of underhanded stuff happening and, and I guarantee it's even worse now. So yeah. but it is what it is, and uh, I, I don't blame the athletes at all. It's the institutions, and uh, they're going to have to figure it out.
2: Yeah, and I think they will eventually. We just kind of got to get through the Wild West portion of it, and at least for now, the kids are getting uh, their hands on some money. Let's uh, let's uh, get into what we're drinking today because, you know, there's a lot of problems in the world. All you have to do, though, is drink a little bit, and then you kind of forget about it for a little bit. <laughs> that's, all it. Right. that's That's all you got to do. Yeah. Right? yeah. I like I like your outlook on life. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you should uh, you should come be a partner at Myers Cork and Model and just tell <laughs> yeah. tell people that as they walk <laughs> through the door. Hopefully, so, not too many angry people. Spokesman <laughs> Buck. Yeah. So, what we are tasting first is a new beer from Cross Train Brewing up in Papillion, in good old uh, uh, Nebraska, local brewery here, and it's called Tippy Cup, and it the label literally looks like a red Solo cup. Um, And it's meant to be a low-cal, low-ABV beer, and um, it's got the Husker Red on there, and, and, you know, we always say, you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning, Mm -hmm. and uh, if you're going to do that, then you better pace yourself. What way to, better way to pace yourself than with a 3.8% lager locally produced here in Nebraska? Oh, yeah. You Absolutely. can taste it, too. It tastes light. I mean, these these are one of those beers if you are trying to drink all day, which I don't advocate for that. And Maybe sometimes. Well, but. you know. Hey, this <laughs> is probably a good right beer occasion. to do it. Yeah, this is a good beer to do it with. Say you're going camping. Say you're going tubing down the Niobrara. Say you're tailgating. Say, you know, I mean, there's occasions where, you know, the party will last a little longer than other occasions. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, or if you're like Mark, working on uh, his feral's body shaping and whatnot, he's had to abstain from alcohol and would like to introduce reintroduce his liver to <laughs> some know, alcohol, but work, break it in lightly, work it yeah. in a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and uh, not completely wreck the diet and all the hard work all at once. Well, this would be a great way to do it.
2: Yeah, great tasting. I've, I've played a game called Tippy Cup before. You guys ever played? Uh, that there game? You well, that's, go, Buck. that's what it's named yeah. After. That's what it's from. <laughs> yeah. Are you any good at that one? I don't. I don't think I played Tippy Cup, but I played Beer. Beer? Pong. Beer pong, yeah. Yeah, tippy cup's uh, somewhat similar. You don't have uh, you don't have beer in the cup to begin with, but you just kinda flip it off the edge of the table and try oh, to get it. to stand. Cup. Flip yeah. cup, yeah, flip cup. Flip cup, tippy, tippy, tippy cup. cup. Yeah. Same time. Is that what well, they call it in the Midwest? Is I don't know what it is. I guess I've heard it. Back about.
1: in my day we played a lot of quarters. You know, oh yeah. Quarters. Oh yeah. So
2: yeah. that's a good one. There's some other type of tippy cup uh, no, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show. This is a family show. <laughs> good call, <Strick. laughs> I just drank.
0: I didn't I didn't need a game to do it. I just I just drank the beer uh boo. I know, i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> hey, you 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 can't just
2: drink beer yeah, until I can. you've had a great college experience and you did one of those chug chug <laughs> chug chug <laughs> with, with the with the bong. oh yeah you, oh, you yeah. haven't had a good college <laughs> experience or the keg stand the keg stand Cake, stans, cake yeah. stands were always fun i was pretty good at cake. see stands. i
0: skipped past all that i went right into the craft beer stuff i really yeah, yeah, I oh yeah like good. like as soon as i was 21 hmm. I I don't don't know Kevin? You know, we're, all look, we're all looking at Kevin <laughs> to give it, What did he do in his college? Well. Silence! <laughs> Silence
1: is going <laughs> over there for Kevin. Let's just say I was a super senior before a super senior was even being a thing. It was way before COVID, way before any of that. I um, I got the most out of my college experience, let me put it that way. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, this would be a great uh, great beer to run through some of those games with. Uh, what, is, uh, what is this? It's coming a six-pack? Uh, four four-pack. Four-pack,
1: so, okay. 16-ounce uh, cans, four-pack. Uh, right, locally made right here in uh, in Nebraska, and just a good, light, easy drinking tailgate, camping, mm-hmm. fishing type beer. Oh, yeah.
0: Crushable, but it's got more flavor than I would have thought. It, it's mm-hmm. almost a little bready, yeah. Uh, which which I don't I don't hate in a beer like this.
1: Yeah, I, I like that too. And it doesn't just taste like water. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And some right, of those like right. like a Mick Ultra, like I'm like is 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 this the is actual beer? 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 Bush water, Light. Right. Bush know, light. Yeah, that way too, it, and know. this is actually lighter than a Bush Light, lighter than a Coors Light. It's only 3.8%. So, uh, But it's still a craft beer made here, and, uh, and that's what we're going for. So, so, so Kev, is, that, oh is that
2: something that I should, I, when I get into town, that I should go grab a four and, and take it on the golf course? Is that like one of those type of – or would that mess up my swing and have me
1: shanking the ball <laughs> yeah. all the place? I, I think it's light. Well, it depends on, on – you know, some of us get better – uh, with the, uh, more beer, we drink <laughs> some of us. Well, of course there is a fine line, so you can have some, uh, some nice smooth swing lube and then it, have it go the other way. So you got to stay in that zone. This would be a great way to get in the zone and stay in the zone longer and not go over. Nice. The edge, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's nice. funny though. I, uh, <laughs> back to college. So I met my wife in Dr. Jerry Shapiro's advanced writing a fiction class. And, uh, he, he's since passed away, but he would come buy wine for me on occasion, um, and uh, so I would give him updates, you know, our, how our kids are doing, how old they are, you know, and my wife had gone back to school and was still teaching full-time, getting her first master's degree. She now has a second master's degree, and uh, he, Jerry Shapiro says, you know, Kevin, I always remember her being very bright and hardworking. You not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Opposites attract a little bit. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Somebody's got to, you know, be the fun person. Someone's got to be the, uh, you know, the control factor. So.
2: Hey, don't let them duck down. You've done pretty well for yourself as well. Um, what I did want to ask real quickly: this is, uh, like you said, a lighter beer. Um, what is it, that's kind of a, a new trend as of the last few years. Just watching your calories, right? This would would fit in that category.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you've seen it sort of with. Uh, the low-cal seltzers and, uh, you know, sort of the pre-mixed cocktails that are low-carb, low-cal, and, uh, and beers sort of, you know, always ready to keep their ear on the railroad track, and, and so they're trying to create some some beers that are going to fit that genre and fit that need and fit that profile and fit that customer, and so um, this is Cross Strains offering in that in that market, and I think they did a good job with it. And at, going off of that, Kevin, I've actually tried the Bud Light, the zero carb one that they do. I think they call it Bud Light Next. It's not very good. You can't take be- you can't take carbs out of beer. It's just not. <laughs> I mean, you can, but it and just does very good. Yeah, yeah, no, they. I mean, yeah. they did it successfully, and I felt like it was worth it, but in, in the end, probably not. Just take the extra carbs. It's a tough battle. Yeah. It is a tough yeah, battle. To just take, the carbs. Battle take well, the carbs. Take the carbs. As I've said before, a very wise man once said to me, "Kevin, drink twice as good and half as much, and you'll live a happy life." There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that's all about balance. Good statement to live by. Let's uh, let's jump into our wine here. This is called Aviary Vineyards. They are located in Napa Valley, and uh, this is their red blend, what they call Birds of Prey, and it is a uh, a blend. I believe it's got Cabernet. It has some Syrah. It has some Merlot. Um, little Petite Syrah in there, and and basically. When you blend those, a bunch of different grape types together, you get a wine that's very, very versatile. So you can have it with barbecue. You can have it with pizza. You can have it all by itself. Um, you can have it with pasta. Just, you know, good everyday type drinking red. These are normally 20 bucks. It's our new featured winery of the month. They're on sale for $15. And um, just velvety smooth, big fruit. You get the big black cherry elements, a little bit of vanilla. Um, and uh, it's just kind of an easy drinker. So, for you as
0: someone who has done a lot of tasting, it, I assume when you when you taste a cab or a merlot, you come in with expectations. What are your expectations then for a red blend? Is it is it kind of just blank palette? Let's see what this is without expectation.
1: You know, it's it's hard to do that yeah. because myself included, we have a tendency to taste with our eyes. So you have a preconceived notion of what something's going to taste like or smell like or go with. And um, and so normally when I am looking at a red blend like that, my expectation is this is going to be pretty fruity. It's going to be really soft. It's going to be almost a chuggable style red. And it's probably not going to have a ton of depth. Now, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, But um, this one to me has a little bit more richer component uh, than some of the red blends. It's not just a fruit bomb. It has a little bit of tan a little bit of backbone. And um, so I was pleasantly surprised by it.
2: Yeah, it's, it is very good. It's definitely, uh, at least for me, uh, again, uh, cheap
1: day buck, but it's,
2: it's not a chugger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's, it's more difficult to probably chug this one. It's, yeah, I mean, in generally, you don't really chug wine anyway, but some of right. them are more chuggable than others. And, um, you know, it's, it's smooth without being um, void of character. And it's, um, it has some structure without being edgy. Uh, and, and so that's kind of in, in wine, you really want balance. So the fruit doesn't overpower the tannin, the tannin doesn't overpower the acidity, all the components of the wine come together and, and create a product that is that is balanced. And that's ultimately the goal of any winemaker. And, and I, I think they've achieved that pretty well, especially for a $15 wine. What I like, too, about this, Kevin, is I like smelling the wines that you bring, and this one has a very nice smell to it. That's the first You're thing always. I do. Whenever you hand out the wine, I always smell it, and this one smells very That's good. That's what you should do. Well, you know, we've talked about the five S's of wine tasting. The first S is C, and the second S is smell. Mm-hmm. So um, I take your advice. You uh, you know, without your sense of smell, wine wouldn't enjoy the romance that it has because your the human nose can dic- uh, d- discern... I believe it's like two million different aromas. The human tongue only has five taste zones. So you've got sweet, salt, bitter acid, and what the Japanese call umami, which is sort of a gravy, sort of a meaty broth type taste. Um, And uh, without your nose, wines would kind of all taste the same, and they'd all also taste very simple. But the thing about wine grapes that come from a species, or at least traditional wine grapes, come from a species called Vitis vinifera. And they possess those grapes possess the greatest number of chemical compounds of any fruit in the world, and that's why wines are made of those things instead of kiwis or apples or oranges mm-hmm. or whatever, because they don't possess the same number of chemical compounds, so you don't get the same complexity. And that's where your nose comes into play.
2: That's interesting. I always kind of figured, you know, just kind of like Greek mythology or whatever. It's like grapes are kind of a, a delicacy. Is, is that didn't play into it as much as uh, just overall the the taste and, and putting it in together.
1: Well. Uh, y- Throughout history, form always follows function, right? So uh, what is the necessity is the mother of invention. And so how wine was created was they didn't have modern water source. You know, they didn't have filters. They didn't have um, pumps that could take it from a well to, uh, you know, to a tap. You know, and and a lot of times, too, the wines had bacteria in it. Or not the wine, excuse me, the water source had bacteria in it. Either from just general like animal and human, you know whatnot, yeah, um, or just they didn't they didn't know how to boil it or whatever the case may be. So wine essentially was created because the alcohol content killed bacteria and it was potable. Uh, for human consumption, and, and then obviously it became an art form after that.
2: Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a great history lesson there. That uh, kind of changes my, my perspective on it. Uh, one more time, what what's the what's the wine, and, and how can we get a hold of
1: it? Yeah, this is called Aviary, and uh, there's a Cabernet. This is called their Birds of Prey, which is the red blend. They also have a Chardonnay, and then uh, a really nice wine called Le Mistral, which is formerly owned by Joseph Phelps, who is one of Napa Valley's top winemakers and vineyard owners. Um, and it was named after the winds that blow through the Rhone Valley in France in the southeastern part of the country. So they made this wine in its homage to uh, emulate what they do in the Rhone, only do it in Napa Valley. And those are on sale. Those are a little bit higher end. Those are on sale for about 25 But, I mean, drinks like a $75 bottle. It's oh, outstanding yeah. stuff.
0: Kevin, we do have two questions for you off the text line. I'd like okay, to nope. get to. Uh, the first one, uh, a texter wants to know if Spilker Ales
1: in Cortland is still around. They are not. Um, however, uh, there was a brewery, I think, in Omaha that bought the Hopaluya recipe. I think it's Thunderhead out in Thunder, yeah. Thunderhead, yeah. okay. Uh, and uh, so you can get Hopaluya, but Spilker Ales is no longer in business.
0: Second question comes from you might remember him, Connor Happer. He'd like you to talk about a process called maceration, if you've, if you've ever heard of that. Happ is listening!
1: <laughs> Props to you, Happer. We miss you, buddy. Um, yes, maceration is the process of the skins of the grape staying in contact with the pressed juice after the grapes are crushed. And so if you were to take the deepest, darkest, purplest red grape and you separate the skin after the crush, the juice that comes out is going to be relatively clear or pink. It's the skins that make the wine red. It also infuses what's called tannin, which is essentially the wine's backbone or skeletal structure. And uh, that's how wine is made. Thanks, hepper <laughs> There we go. was good to hear oh, from Hepper, yeah. Uh,
2: and also, uh, one more uh, chance to let us know what's kind of going on at, at the show, story. have anything coming up?
1: Uh, well, you know, these uh, uh, several new Winery of the Month features, Aviary is the newest one. Uh, lots of new beers including tippy cup what we just had oh, yeah. and uh so the store is never the same twice stop on in and you'll find something new every week
2: yeah that's a that's a good enough reason anytime that's never the same twice uh we'll take a quick break here that'll wrap it up for thirsty thursdays with kevin meyer of meyer's cork and bottle coming up next your chance to win 15 dollars to buffalo wings and rings give us a call right now 402-464-5685 it's time for shootout with strick just beat strick in our game show you get 15 dollars uh, to spend on chicken. What's better than that? Let's, uh, we'll do that next year on The Block at 93.7 The Ticket.